Welcome to Chasing Life, episode 16, for July 24th, 2023. I like your mug. Thank you. I'm sporting homegrown tea, not homegrown honey. I use the Dismone honey. Oh, yeah. I dug that out of the, when I organized the pantry shelf when I made room for the freeze dryer, I found that. Hmm, but we should I, use this. I got my some lemon balm and mint from the garden out back. And I'm enjoying it in my mushroom mug. We've been harvesting quite a few things out of the garden this past week. Oh, whoopsie daisy. Spilled my tea. It's a good thing it's on my workbench. Is it because your enamel mug is too hot? It's not too hot because <laughs> I made this tea like an hour and a half ago and then oh, insulated. And you can't pop that in the microwave, <laughs> can you? <laughs> it's, well, no, it's actually perfect temperature. Hmm. But yes, I do find that the like tin enamel mugs don't hold the heat very well. It's fine in the summer. Because they're conductors. Yeah. Um, among the other like herbs we've been <laughs> harvesting. There's a mountain the of herbs on the front There's porch. So much. So much stuff. Cucumbers are coming out of the garden now. I haven't made pickles yet because we've just been eating them. Like you haven't because you don't like cucumbers, which is hilarious because we have a ton of cucumbers. I like pickles though. Which is so weird. Because pickles don't pickles don't taste like cucumbers. Oh, they kind of do. Um, I'm very specific about my pickles though too. I don't like pickles. I like dill pickles. Yeah, I made. Can you shut that off? I made a um, cucumber salad that my Oma used to make, and it it had mixed reviews, but it tasted it tasted familiar. And I really enjoyed it. Just like Oma made? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I also made some vanilla pudding with some red currant sauce, and that also tasted familiar. Yeah, we went to one of the local... Went to Millerberry Miller Farms. Berries and uh, got a flat of strawberries. To so the season's last strawberries, likely. From Miller's, anyway. I'm sure I could go to Heeman's, because they have mm. different varieties there. It's just such a long drive. And I like supporting the Miller family. They're kind of on the same um, page as we are. And a, and a lot Val- closer. Values-wise. Um, I don't know the relationship to the family of the woman who's helped me the last couple times I've been there, but she was wearing a shirt on Sunday. She's, I don't, I hesitate to say older lady, like I'm older than me, like mature woman. Um, and she was wearing a shirt that said corn star and that made me giggle. <laughs> And we had what? Uh, and what? she also thought that I was twenty nine, so yeah. <laughs> that didn't hurt matters. <laughs> um, and we bought corn there as well, yeah. which you delicious. took one bite, and I'm like, "How good is this corn?" It's really good, and that's another thing you don't eat. You don't eat I, sweet corn. I, I'll eat like two cobs of sweet corn a year. Like every once in a while, I'm like, "Yeah, I'll give that a go," but I just don't care for sweet corn. Is it the mess? Like you don't like because you have some idiosyncrasies about messy things. I'm like a little, I'm a little on the spectrum. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say that. I, 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 I would just like to say that I did not say that. I usually introduce myself that way because it makes things a lot easier. Uh, hi, I'm Bill. I'm on the spectrum. <laughs> makes my life complicated. I don't care for corn. Or I not. I, I could just have a spreadsheet of all of the things. I think you need a flow chart. Probably. Because I don't like, like corn things I don't mind. Like it's not. Yeah. You like corn chips and you like corn tortillas. You just don't like corn when it's on the cob. Yeah, just not. What thing. about corn off the cob? Yeah, I could take it or leave it. I'd probably eat that before I eat a cup of corn. Like I put corn in things yeah. sometimes and you don't 
pick it out. Like, and if you made like creamed corn or something, like creamed I'm, I'm, corn. Oh my I'm god! Weirdly, like like that, Ugh. I would I would probably eat that quicker than I would eat. If you made that for dinner, I would probably have a little bit of that. You can rest assured that I will not be making <laughs> creamed corn for dinner. Speaking of corn, so our second round of corn has come up very nicely in the garden. Yeah, some it's doing it, well. It's between knee and knee and waist high. Some of it. Yeah, what's the what's the rhyme knee high by the fourth of July? We missed that mark. Um however, all of the corn that you planted is not like none of the corn that I planted is sweet corn. What did I say? What was I going to say? You said all of the corn. Yeah, I was gonna say all of the corn is not sweet corn. <laughs> That's how I was going to phrase it. <laughs> um it's all like corn meal corn. Yeah. Like That's all I had. Yeah, I'm annoyed by that because <laughs> there's just one more thing for us to do when it's harvest season. Like, I'm just, it's going to be ornamental corn, like for, for all of the basic porch packages that can have like fancy purple corn. It's, um, we'll sell it for $15 a cob. Yeah, we, that's, and then turn around and buy sweet corn. <laughs> <laughs> 15 bucks a cob and then turn around and buy well, I don't know what's a what's a dozen corn I just now? like what does it look like to dry it and make flour out of it to turn around and make tortillas with it I mean you could dry it and pull it off the cob and just feed it to the cow that seems like a waste I'm annoyed I'm annoyed that we're not growing sweet corn some some of the they I was reading some stuff on the homesteader subreddit and whatnot and actually one of them they said is one of the most efficient grains to grow if you're trying to look for grow feed is actually corn hmm. that's why we do it i mean what we that's why like it is done yeah, <laughs> i understand i just mm, i just wanted sweet corn and we're not yeah. going to have any so we've been harvesting cucumbers everything else is going gangbusters out there with all the rain that we've had and kind of the way that we fertilize the beds when we put them in everything seems to be doing really really well including the thistles and weeds yeah. they're doing great so you went through with the well so I dug a lawnmower. I dug in a 10-year-old brand new lawnmower out of the back of the barn. Yeah. And uh, la even last year, tried to get it started. Couldn't get it going. Took it to our favorite so place. I, I took it into Huron Tractor to the John Deere dealership because it was a green lawnmower. Um, and I, they gave it a once-over. They called me back about a week and a half later and said it's going to be about 200 bucks or so. So it was like $180 to get it fixed because we need a lawnmower for the new house. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> I came home one day. You're like, why don't you go grab the mower? And we use the push mower. Well, we. Not push, yeah, you use the push mower to go around the garden beds and clean up some other areas. It's amazing how much bigger things look when you trim. <laughs> when you trim the grass. I was going to let you giggle on that for a minute. It is funny. But yeah, because uh, after we after we did. cut the grass, I was like, "Oh my gosh, these gardens look so big." The, the tomatoes look an extra <laughs> six or eight inches higher. <laughs> I'm not trying to make jokes here, lady. <laughs> they do actually. You can see the garden from the road. <laughs> <laughs> How far can we take this? I don't know. I think it's going to keep going up. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, we, we, so you trimmed the grass around the uh, between the, the rows. Um, we spent like what a good hour or two with between mowing and we did. Well, I don't think I did any of it. Yeah, I was out there. After. I was tinkering with some other things, but mm -hmm. you're the one that did most Tidied of the, 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 the mowing and whatnot. They look good. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I think what I'd like to do. We, we had a couple of cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Into the, we did a tomato cheers. Um, I think into the fall and spring next year before we plant, I'd really like to do that weed management where we put cardboard down and, and kill everything off. Like the, the no-till sort of option. I mean, we tilled because we were starting with pasture that hadn't been gardened in for ever. Well, we're trying to go. So typically what a lot of those no-tills, um, what you what you see when they lay cardboard down, they actually just lay it right over top of the grass. Mm-hmm. Because the cardboard's like grass ain't growing through that. Um, they will put at least a layer, sometimes two or three layers. This is where Amazon boxes come in handy. Of soil on top of the cardboard? No, 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 no. Cardboard. Like three layers of cardboard thick. Oh, okay. And then lay down. So they'll do it on a big area and then lay down dirt on top of that. Mm-hmm. Like they'll truck in dirt on top of that and then wood chips between the beds as mm-hmm. they shape it and everything. The problem that, <clears throat> the thing that we're, we were trying to do different is we're trying to grow it in our soil. Mm-hmm. We're trying to amend some of the soil to be able to grow all over the place in all of our soil. Right. Rather so, than put new, so it, all well, new soil on top. For the amount that we do, like sometimes, like when that one around, the neighbor around the corner, um, that the garden that we pass by on that, the way to the That we covet? Yeah. That we keep like peeking in on every time. Like they're doing kind of a row at a time. Like they're trucking in two or three yards of dirt on every one of those rows, but they're not doing it all in one shot. They were doing it like they've had big gardens. And are slowly at like they're adding another row type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit easier to fund because it's expensive. I mean. Uh, Since when is cost and well, consideration for you? At the volume that we're going to keep trying to expand all of that stuff. Like it's kind of not feasible. I mean, we already trucked in 10 yards of dirt. That was a thousand dollars worth of dirt already. Mm-hmm. And we would have had to put way more if we were trying to do it direct. Like, well, and I think that. if we're a little bit smarter with how we plant it next year like if we start planning things a little bit differently based on consumption because i think we have a lot of stuff out there that like so we have no peppers like there's about eight pepper plants there but so the the rabbits are getting the rabbits are getting it but even then like that doesn't even put a dent on what we would consume for peppers no and i i think the only thing that we've come close to even like planting to harvest what our family would eat is potatoes and tomatoes and tomatoes yeah but i mean yeah i mean by the time the tomatoes are done we still have to buy tomatoes throughout the year well we won't have tomatoes this year like fresh tomatoes this year i'm hoping to be able to can enough that we'll have like most of the winter's worth of canned Mm -hmm. tomatoes like but canned tomatoes aren't fresh tomatoes no absolutely not no no we're growing a, a good number of like you know heirloom whatever like different tomatoes that are good for eating and then uh, like probably 75 percent of what's out there is like is small tomatoes for canning and whatnot mm-hmm. so that'll be a lot of that stuff so we'll have those those things over the winter partly because i look at it and go like hey I, lo- I my favorite thing to grow is tomatoes i just love growing tomatoes regardless of what type they are um and like have you seen the cost of a can of organic canned tomatoes lately six bucks i just no. bought two today yeah, like six bucks is, those are cheap ones. I've seen like $9 for some, depending on what kind you're getting. So, um, yeah, that was kind of part of it. Like, and I just love growing tomatoes. <laughs> part of it, well, for me, a lot of it is because that was the first seeds that I saved and I'm growing tomatoes from seeds that That's, I saved. Which that is, is a, like, a cool thing. Like I just, also think like because tomatoes grow so prolifically and you are on the spectrum, you're like, what? more is always better. Yes. And that isn't always necessarily the case especially when it comes to gardening like squashes more isn't necessarily better of like i didn't plan those i know listen (laughs) i you make it i bought one 
like blister pack or not blister not pack. even a blister pack like it was just a like the size of a blister pack but just one yeah. unit and it had four plants in it yeah. so i planted four squash plants and they are going bananas out there yeah. like that's the one thing that i've seen and i don't know if melons are the same because those I melon plants so. are doing really well like it directly into our soil before i planted two squash plants last year just right in the so i would take out like i don't know a big pot's worth of soil fill it with potting soil and put the plant in it and that's when like last year you saw them there was what a butternut where over in the fruit garden oh at the end of the fruit garden i just like threw a couple in there i knew it was we on auto water squash. and i ignored it yeah and then one day you were like there's a lot of squashes there's out like there. a dozen spaghetti and like, squashes i have done there. nothing to yeah. it and we don't so, like, we didn't even really like those that i stuff, think we ended up feeding them to the chickens that stuff actually grows really well just in our native soil all of the viney things are doing quite well yes like cucumbers are doing well um squashes are doing well Watermelon, watermelon seem to be doing well, but... We're going to have a trailer full of watermelon out at the end of the road. No, we won't, because I'm going to eat it all. I love watermelon. <laughs> Watermelon's another one that I just don't <clears throat> So I was for. thinking about, because um, I, I made it at the beginning of the summer, a watermelon feta and mint salad. And actually, one of our members asked if we had any mint. I was like, do I have mint? Boy, do I. So I gave him... Would you like fresh or dried? <laughs> giant handful of mint. Actually, Hudson gave him a giant handful of mint because Hudson helped me cut it for him. And then he sent me a picture later. His wife had made the cucumber. Oh, so I said, well, what's it for, Corey? And he said that it was um, for a watermelon salad. And I was like, oh, do you want some feta? Because I knew that we still had a chunk of feta in the fridge that you know, was probably needing to get used up. So I gave him a chunk of feta and a handful of mint. And he later sent me a picture of the the watermelon salad. And I thought, well, that's one thing that can come entirely from our garden, isn't it? So we're going to have a plethora of watermelon. Mm, we I have lots so. of mint. Yeah. And so. feta. That's not exactly from our garden, but no, it's from our property. <laughs> our it's from our farm. So that's kind of fun. I look forward to the day that you enjoy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will. I'll enjoy the shit out of it for you. Um, we moved the little broilers. They outgrew their their yeah. box yeah so they were pushing the limits of that little bre- brooder box that they have i hated sticking my hand in there to get the food and water <laughs> out was, because it, they're like they're velociraptors like they, chickens are dinosaurs and broilers are uh particularly savage yes they have no like they've they've got no off switch they just like to eat and try but, to eat me um so yeah they, i mean it would you'd get a little bit of attacked when you went in there. and that was kind of my job because i was out here in the morning yeah. milking anyway and they were in the barn most of our chickens are pretty run themselves for the most part of the day to like i usually take water out when i collect eggs in the evening and that kind of takes care of them for the day i can make sure the feed's all topped up but yeah the the broilers are the one where like for sure twice a day often three times mm-hmm. a day like what when we would and whenever anybody would one of us either one of us would walk by it it was just like if they need water put water in yeah so but you have to it's like sticking your arm into a pit of vipers because you know you're gonna get pecked it's yeah. terrifying so they're and, they're and they're just babies they're just little it doesn't hurt but yeah. just like who wants who wants that like who was like, it that i saw the video where they do the thing oh, it was one of the was it that white house on the hill they did the video where they do this like they put the chicks on top of the kids they all lay down on a blanket and they put all the like the day that they get the chicks they like set them the chicks like walk all up their face and they're Gross. The kids think it's the coolest thing in the world, but I'm like, oh, you can have it, man. Yeah, no so, thanks. So we had uh, unit three on our big Coupe de Ville had uh, three roosters in it. Not that anymore. Were, that were left over from some, some eggs that we hatched out. 
um, roosters obviously don't have as much value at, at volume. Um, so we were just kind of waiting for them to get pretty well max size. So Sunday's project was butchering up some more chicken and cleaning out a chicken pen or chicken coop and moving those broilers over. So they were good looking birds. Like they were easy to clean. They they looked really healthy. They yeah, about five and oh, I haven't looked at the dates on it, but about five and a half or six months is what those guys. Those are sassos. That's about what they take to get to be kind of about the biggest that the roosters will get. They were good looking. They were nice. Yeah, they were, uh, and they're uh, they look good in the fridge, all wrapped up. We gotta throw them. Actually, it reminds me, Put gotta them throw the them in the freezer at night. Um, so that was done, and then the chicks moved on up to their big coop. So they're going to be inside for a little while because outside's a little bit dicey. They're still a little small, and there's some holes. There's in some the... gaps in the in yeah. the fence. Don't that... worry, they'll be big enough in a week that they won't be able to fit well, through the holes. Yeah, they take... get so fat, so fast. They do. <laughs> and I'm kind of worried. I don't know if they'll be able to figure out how to get in and out of that thing yet. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced. I think once they get into the outdoor area of that coop, they'll just stay there. Which, I mean, isn't necessarily bad, but like... Yeah, they don't... The broilers don't typically attend to roost quite as much, just per- partly because they don't get old enough. And just, it's kind of mucky out there. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's it's mud. Like, yeah. it's not grass and yeah, forage do, anymore. I would you, really like them to be foraging. Yes. Well, when I get that other pen, we'll get them out on the, on the, uh, in the east side there and move them around out on pasture a little bit. Yeah. Who was it that I drove by today? Oh. Crumps. No, I was heading up because I was picking Hudson up from, from farm camp. Um, there was a guy up on Richmond North that had the same as Crump hats. They've got one of mm. those big round tunnels out on the pasture and they had the big portable electric fence around it. Yeah. Um, so we'll get that going at some point. Soon, and sooner rather than later. Season's almost done. Yeah, well, and those guys are almost done. So we'll we'll do one more round of, of broilers, I think. So I should order them? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. We'll do another round of broiler, probably a bigger one for fall, and then uh, get them out on the pasture. We'll try to get these guys out on the pasture for the last little bit, and then those guys as well. Mm-hmm. So that's our chickens. Yeah. Everyone else is kind of just humming along. We're just waiting for the other, like, we're oh. getting new ready-to-lay birds in September. So, I don't know. I think, like, uh, the, the value proposition of butchering those 15 laying hens, like, they're going to be so scrawny and gross and whatever. I just haven't wrapped my head around getting into the bone broth business to <laughs> kill all those birds for soup. Yeah. And then um, we last over the last couple of weeks, we've been working on some new fencing and whatnot for to get Ruby and Lionel in and out of the barn. Mm-hmm. So we got the fencing up there and a lot of electric fence run. So both big pastures are now under electric fence on all four sides. Yeah, because Lionel's a little prick. <laughs> well, and that was kind of my, mo- my motivation wanting to get him out. I was freaking sick and tired of chasing him when he got out because he would every once in a while on this on the way back into the barn he would escape i mean that really has less to do with fencing and more to do with us forgetting that we left the garage door open and he can run straight through the barn and into the garage and out the big bay door of the garage because the barn and the garage are attached and if we don't put the the chute in so to speak he can just run straight through and now it's like go to your room (laughs) he runs into his room it's always fun um we have to get that bull castrated. Yes. I was actually... Post haste. He's the, been humping his mother. One of the things I was... Or he's been trying. He he can't get his he can't get his leg that high. And she kicks him in the face. Yeah. I was actually... That was one of the things. Today I was trying to get home earlier and ended up not happening. So I just ended up hanging around London for another 45 minutes before I got And you didn't some. go to the PV Mart to get a ball squisher? I was... That... 
when I was trying to get out shortly after lunch, that was the plan to stop at PV Martin and come home. I was going to do a bunch of trimming and try to cut down some of that weed eating and stuff like that. But. We need some help <laughs> to do that job. The bull castrating, not the weed eating. <laughs> we can do the weed eating on our own. We need someone to help us sedate, restrain a calf to band his nuts because he is 64 days old. Yeah. Well, we'll get it done, but all hands on deck. <laughs> I know what the workout is tomorrow. Roping a calf? He, it's um, not the roping part. The roping part's not that hard. He is also exhibiting like bull behavior, yeah. like kind of not charging me, but getting a little bit more uh, like playfully confrontational. I think he needs a friend. He needs a sheep or something that he can call a, a goat or a donkey or something. A llama. I don't know. An someone al- he can an alpaca. Someone he can roughhouse with that isn't me, because. Ruby ain't having his shit. Ruby's not having it. I'm not having it. So Hudson's been coming out to the barn with me. Yeah. To do some so milking. What, three mornings now? Yeah. And this morning, I had a little moment when he came out this morning. because So he's going to farm school with um, Nicole Moyer, farm school learning. Um, and so he's going to day camp this week. So he's there nine to three, Monday to Thursday this week. And so he's all dressed for day camp. He's been super excited about it. Like, he got a new backpack. He last got a week. backpack from your sister, and he's been he's been wearing it just like around like around with not really anything. We in went it for an hour long gator ride, and he wore the backpack the whole time. Um, he wore it out into the barn the first day he was smoking. Yep. I said, "Remember, Hudson, we can't have anything in our in our hands." He's like, "I don't have anything in my hand." I got my backpack. I got my backpack on. Like all of his things were in his backpack. His gun in the little water bottle. He's got a Nerf gun in the water bottle holder. And... <laughs> he's such a boy. Um. But this, so this morning he was all ready for farm school and um, we had to milk. We had everything ready for farm school first and then um, had to do chores. So he ran out to the barn ahead of me and he, it was so cute the way he flipped the hook on the door. Like he just reached up and flipped it the way I do and then pushed the door open. And I could hear him because I told him the first thing we have to do is say good morning to everybody. So I could hear him, good morning, kitten, because the orange kitten is still yeah. ripping around and is getting more and more friendly by the day. Good morning, Lionel. Good morning, Ruby. Oh, good morning, sweetheart. I could hear him as I walked in the door. <laughs> just like so cute because it's he's parroting the... Yeah. The same things that I say every morning. And he kind of goes, like, because I told him, you know, there's certain jobs that you can help me with and there's certain jobs that you have to sit quietly on the chair. And he's finally at the age where he understands what it means to be calm and quiet. And so I told him, you know, when we're milking, we have to be calm and quiet in the barn and we have to have empty hands. Those are those were the rules that I gave him. And he's been doing so good. And yesterday and this morning, he helped me like strip out her teats before I milked her. So he got right in there. I said, buddy, you just got to put your whole hand and push up and squeeze down. And he was like, I'm doing it. And this morning he got a little overzealous and like sprayed it all over. I don't know how it ended up in the inside of his, the sleeve of his sweatshirt. (laughs) He like pulled it so that the teat was like facing right down the hole of his sweatshirt. So when he pulled it, like squirted right down his arm. It was kind of funny. Um, But when I'm milking, like when I'm stripping out Ruby's first couple pulls, I always spray the kitten in the face because I think it's funny. So I did that and Hudson started howling. Then that's kind of my fault for getting him kind of wound up. But then he wanted to do it. So 
but it's just really sweet to have him in the barn beside me. I feel like we've waited a while for that moment and he hasn't been ready for it before now. Like he's just been too rambunctious and I don't know if it's just like he just hasn't respected the process. I mean, he's four. Like yeah. he he hasn't been ready for it and I wasn't ready for it because I didn't have, you know, much confidence in my milking abilities. And I think Ruby was mostly annoyed with Hudson at the very beginning too. So I think everybody's kind of settled into their routine and the idea of all being around each other. So it's just kind of nice for that time to come that Hudson could be in the barn with me doing chores with Ruby. And when Lionel comes out and nurses, he's focused on one thing. So Hudson was able to finally give Lionel some loving and give him a back scratch. And he yeah. really liked that. So while you're doing that, a lot of times I end up taking Bo in the mm -hmm. gator and kind of doing the rounds because we a lot, of, a lot of times we'll open up one of the chicken units so that they can go out and forage we go and feed the ducks we go check on the coyote trap and all that stuff that doesn't take that long so no. usually before you're done we're back here so today like last two mornings now i bring bow in for a little bit so mm -hmm. like while lionel was was you were cleaning all the equipment and everything so i had hudson hudson was sitting on the chair so i came and sat on the chair with him and Bo got down he got down to go pet Lionel and Bo got down and pet Lionel as well so oh sweet he's like Lionel L L um how does he say it he doesn't he doesn't say the L Lionel Lionel yeah. um <coughs> you didn't get a picture of that no that's really cute nope I did not I'm not I'm not the photographer I'm my immediate reaction is not usually take photos of things I usually have to stage it get them to do it again yeah I'll see if I can get one that would be cute to have them side by side, petting Lionel. Well, Lionel's head butting his mother's udder. Oh, what a little jerk. So he, Lionel has figured out that if he bunts Ruby hard enough, he can knock the milker off. And once he knocks the milker off and like puts his slobbery lips all over her other teats, I'm done. Like unless I put him back in the stall, I'm done milking because I can't rewipe her teats and get that milking claw back on her while he's like mouthing around and making things challenging. So <clears throat> the way I've been doing it lately is getting her all cleaned up, putting three teat cups on her, sometimes four, depending on if she's let down a little bit for me. Um, and then when she slows down, cause she, she holds up a bit for the baby. Yep. still I don't know what we're gonna do when it's time to wean him but keep milking her like she's got to get this letdown situation figured out I think the more you do it the more they I don't know she's so stubborn um I think what I maybe need to do is like have a different association with the letdown like when he starts nursing and letdown starts happening like maybe I have to get the brush out and like brush her so Ring that a bell <laughs> yeah and maybe she'll salivate and let down her milk um yeah, it's like psychological games with a cow. Um, but yeah, so I put three teacups on and then bring him out and he nurses on the left front and then the milk comes, it lets down and I can usually get a full milk gain. Like today I got six liters, which was great. Um, but yeah, he's discovered that if he knocks that off, then he can have all four all to himself. And I, so, so I'm kind of, I don't know, he's such a pain in the ass. I'm going to enjoy eating that little bugger. <laughs> you need him, you need him around, but yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I shouldn't say that because he's like, he's really great. Like when there's so many times where I'm standing in the kitchen and looking out over the field and seeing them in the, the pasture together, it's, it's pretty sweet. 
it's it's nice. It's nice for him to be out there. Jumping around. Look what I can do. Yeah. Even though he's a little dickhead. <laughs> um, Still stressing out about second cut. Yeah. This week is like rain. Rain yeah. city. And then next week, I mean, depending on how next week looks, I'd really like to get it done before we go away on holidays. Like... I just, I just think pushing it that, that week until after, like week away. And then a week after that, when we get back, it's just going to, it's <laughs> going to be too Sunday. far. Oh, it's going to be too far gone again. It's like, I mean, we took, we could do it, do it this weekend. On... I meant like the Sunday we get back, we get back Saturday. Yeah. And it's a monster truck thing. No, it's not. It's the rodeo. rodeo in Exeter that I'd really like to go to. So I don't know thinking about hay in the back of my head the pasture looks so beautiful right now though it like does. everything's in flower and literally like even though if you look at the weather the wednesday thursday it's not there's uh <clears throat> if you look at the little pictograms wednesday thursday doesn't show rain but then you drill down into it it's like thunderstorms a couple of times like Jeez. literally all week there's every single well, day is forecast thunderstorm and then as far as hay is concerned that's enough to to ruin oh yeah if you get 20 cut. minutes of like if you get 20 minutes of rain you can't bail such a pain in the ass farming is stupid (laughs) (laughs) i mean luckily it's baleage like we're gonna start with baleage which is a heck of a lot better yeah like because you don't have to wait a week for it to dry it's easier to control that's for sure the the timeline's a little narrower we and we i picked up all that bale wrap ha you said in the last episode that i was going to need a trailer to pick it up i did not i also thought there was 20 rolls i would have been able to fit 20 rolls in yeah, my car probably yeah. i was uh, i couldn't picture how large it was going to be so i was in the sarnia lampton area four times last week <laughs> cuz you went to the states i went to the states on tuesday to pick up the packages that i ordered for ruby some deworming herbs and some um, mastitis relief stuff and then I also picked up some formula for a friend of ours because Canada is having a hard time stocking European formula brands so it's available at Target in the States oddly enough so I picked up some of that for her while I was over there so that was kind of a nice thing to do um, yeah you went to the boys down to Sarnia uh, wait I went to Olive Garden oh. while I was in Port Huron what did you have <laughs> Um, I had a bowl of soup with Parmesan cheese, um, breadsticks with marinara sauce. And then by the time my entree, like my lunch came, I was full. Filled up on soup, salad, and breadsticks? Chicken or salad. It was fettuccine. Like, um, yeah, fettuccine. It was so good. It was really did good. you feel like family? And a plastic straw. <laughs> you rebel. Sea turtle killer. Um, so they... Yeah, and then, so that was Tuesday. Wednesday, I took the boys to the beach at Canaterra Park, which was really nice. That's a great beach. It's like the parking lot's right there. You just drive up. You don't have to schlep all your shit a mile and a half through the heavy sand. Um, And then we went and met uh, Eric for fries under the bridge. And uh, Laura came with... Baby Finn. Baby Finn. And just as Finn and Laura were getting out of the car, Eric had to go because he had a call. So he didn't get to hang out with his family, which sucked. But we got to see Eric for a few minutes. And the boys were like wide eyes because he was in uniform. He was working. Mesmerized by his gadgets. Mesmerized by all of his tools. And Hudson, I'm sure, wanted to touch. What just happened to my mic? You pulled something and it went really weird. Your mic's fine. It's your headphones. You pulled something. 
fix it. Is it okay? No, it sounds echoey. Remember that time that it sounded echoey? Oh, it's all weird now. Anyway, I'll get over it. Um, Eric, uh, it's still weird. Anyway. We shut it off and turn it back on. We don't have that option now that we're Can recording. Can you turn it back up a little bit again? It's fine. I'll get over it. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Oh. Eric's belt? Yeah. Hudson was just looking at all the tools. I'm super excited about that. So Eric had to leave and whatever. We, Eric, uh, Laura, and I had a visit and the boys played and I got to snuggle Finn. And then Thursday I went and picked up the bail wrap. And then Saturday we went back to the bridge with the boys to play at the splash pad and get more fries under the bridge and watch the boats watch the boat which was so, probably more fun than yeah. the splash park we did that on um wednesday to watch the boats and Bo, Bo is now obsessed with boats yeah, yeah. I mean, surprise yeah <laughs> kid loves vehicles and it was a beautiful day it was so pretty and like blue sky white puffy clouds boats on the river the water there is quite nice and it's just a beautiful day it was nice it was a great way to spend and then Bo, the kid who doesn't fall asleep in the car fell asleep in the car and then didn't nap when he got home. Such a little stinker. He laid in bed for about 20, 25 minutes. And that happened fast when he fell asleep in the car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, he was you awake. Ran, you ran in. And then he was sleeping. <laughs> you ran in to pick up a few things. We just parked in the parking lot. And then Hudson and I were talking and chatting. You got in the car. We drove about 10 feet. And you looked in the back. You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> and he was out. out cold. Yeah. Like, I'm like shaking him, like grabbing his foot. Fuck. And he, like, He's didn't. A sleepy guy. Yeah, today too. Sleepy? Yeah, when he went Zoned down, right he was out? like, when I, we were walking upstairs, he was just like, Ugh. we had a busy day. We went back to the beach again today. <laughs> it was lovely. For a kid who doesn't like sand. Yeah, he didn't like having the sand on his hands. I had to fill up a bucket of water so that after he was done playing in the sand, like dig a couple of shovelfuls or play with the tractor Rinse. and he would like hold his hands up and shake them. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. So I got him a bucket and... Filled it up with water. But so loves could, playing in the sandbox here. Yeah, literally eats the sand in the sandbox here. But at the beach, he wasn't having it. So I feel him. I um. So Olivia and I were the only ones home today with Bo, and so it was kind of nice to spend that time with just like Lives and Bo and I. It was it was pretty sweet. Bebo's so, a different kid when his brother's not around. Yeah, he's he's he was hilarious today, and it's like he's not fighting for that attention. Hudson's not trying to like cut in on Bo's joke. Like sometimes what'll happen is Bo will do something funny and we'll laugh at Bo and then Hudson will try to repeat the reaction, like try to get that same reaction out of us by repeating what Bo did and it's just not the same. Like yeah. So it was nice to spend the day with him. We went to Port Franks and that's a great beach because it's very shallow for quite a long time and the water was a bit the water was a bit gross. I think that's more to do with all the rain that we've had, the storms yeah. and washing out. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine all of that rain that we've had just running off the fields, and it's got to end up somewhere. It ends up in the lake, so and brings all the muck with it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty nasty, <clears throat> but I mean, like the it, it, the water was just uh, dark, like it wasn't clear, like it sometimes is. But yeah, that beach there, that well, that whole like from Kettle Point all the way down there, like. We from being on the paddle boards years ago, like you stay on the paddle board, you can see the bottom. Mm-hmm. You can see rocks on the bottom. Yeah, we're lucky. We have beautiful beaches really close to home, so yep. it's about a half an hour drive away. We're like, we're like an hour, hour and a half from like four, like four of them. There, 
there are some great cottages there. Like I, yeah. if we were to own a cottage, I think that Port Franks is where I would like to, like that stretch, like it's beautiful beaches, like clear water, not so far from home. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I want to own a cottage because the idea of managing a second household is a bit. <laughs> we're doing <clears throat> that. I got called an octopus today. <laughs> Why? Um, because I have my, I have so many things going on. I'm like. Your tentacles and many things? Yeah. I'm not sure how I would feel being described as having tentacles, but okay. Ursula. Uh. Medusa. No, that's snakes. Oh, right. Um, it was, it was an interesting analogy and it, and it wasn't meant to be pejorative. It was. You know, you're like an octopus. You've got so much going on. You've got teenage kids. You've got toddler boys. You've got a gym. You've got, you know, a cow, a farm. A farm. <laughs> so much going on. So I took and it a as podcast. a podcast. And a podcast. I took it as a compliment. So I wasn't mad. Um, what else? Is that all for farm stuff? What else did I make? I made, did I say pudding? pudding? Yeah, I said I made pudding. Maya made ice cream. We got that new ice cream maker. Yeah, that's that's right. I think I'm going to make some more for Thursday because we're having um, dinner at your parents' house for Bo's birthday. So Honey is not a one-to-one sweetener <laughs> for <laughs> sugar, Maya. Yeah, Maya overdid the honey a little bit on the... Don't get me wrong. It was delicious. <laughs> it was delicious, but it was a bit much. Um, so we'll kind of tinker with the recipe a little bit. I think I'd like it to be a little bit richer. Like it, um, it melted very quickly. So I don't know if you put some more fat in it, if yeah. maybe it wouldn't melt quite as quickly. Maybe thicker. She didn't get a lot of good cream. It was still a lot of milk in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a there was lots of cream. I helped her scoop out the cream. There was lots of cream. Yeah. I think it was just maybe it wasn't in the freezer for long enough after we blended it. We ate it too quickly afterwards, and it's not enough. Like it makes <laughs> it about does a liter. yeah about a liter, but that much ice cream across seven people listen if the girls don't come over it's fine that was nice we had everybody home for dinner well not all for dinner at the same time but at least ice cream we had the exact opposite olivia was gone and the other two were home and then olivia came before she got home midway through for dessert so yeah she was there for dessert so we had all of the kids home for a brief window of time and the olivia and the boys were roughhousing and hannah and maya were chit-chatting and cracking jokes and it was fun. It was nice to have everybody in the house because it feels like it's been a while since. The energy is definitely different. It's true. I missed it. <laughs> I know you're probably like, oh my God, get out of here and go back to your house. But like they, yeah, I've missed them. It's been, it's been nice like seeing them kind of spread their wings and find their feet and, and do all the things. Like they give me the updates, like how their chickens are doing, how their gardens are doing, like what they're working on in the house and getting them sort of established with all of the things. Like you think about the things that they had to learn in the last month or so. That like getting internet hooked up takes an internet, entire day off work. Yeah, like Maya had to stay home from work today because the internet was getting hooked up. You know, they had to set up accounts for all of that stuff. They had to get all of that stuff sorted out. Like, you know, car insurance and you know, car repairs and phone and internet and you know, all of those things, the, all of those adulting things, you know, it's a, a big season for them too. So Hopefully it's nice for them. Be better adults than we are, than I am. Well, it's, it's just nice that they still come home to, to mom and, and dad, like that they, they still find comfort in that. So yep. it was nice. It was good. Um, 
oh one thing that I was thinking of um when we were talking about UG last week we kind of talked about the workouts and the competition but we I don't think I ever said how we placed I listened to it and I don't know that I ever really said that like how we finished up so how many teams was there there were 75 74 teams and in our division in the amateur division and we placed 11th of 74 11th is how it sorted out yeah so as we were driving home from the event i was anxiously like refreshing <laughs> refreshing the leaderboard. the leaderboard and we were eighth and so i was super jazzed about a top 10 finish like that was just like more than any any of us could ever have hoped for um but then as they kind of updated scorecards and and finished up the all of the scoring we ended up 11th of 74 so still nothing to sneeze at i'm not like oh i'm in top 10 it, it was amazing it didn't like diminish the experience that we went from 8th to 11th but it's fun it was it like looking back on the event and the in the day i think we just you know excited for next year and already kind of looking at how many teams we're going to put in next year it's kind of sounding like three teams maybe going we're next year so. cottage. yeah people can stay at their own cottage <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to have all we're no one's going to be sleeping and if we if we all stay at the same place it'd be insane and if either of us you or i are competing next year we're not bringing the boys that was just way too much to to have to worry about parenting and competing and 12 months is enough to train start now yeah start now um and then the next thing we're kind of setting our sights to is uh Wadapalooza in January I am not I am not competing at Wadapalooza no no no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that like no. I'm not saying we're competing at Wadapalooza well I mean we're hopefully putting a team and in an individual hopefully a team and an individual will be representing CrossFit yeah. Strathroy um, so Wadapalooza is when you have to qualify depending on what there are the, there, there is, is the community open, division yeah. But that's all based on who can click fastest. Yeah. So the other cool thing about um, Wadapalooza coming up in 24 is that it is no longer a sanctioned event. And so I, I'm hoping, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, that it'll go back to like circa 2015 when we went to Miami for the first time where it was like, it's it's pre-open. It's, it happens before the open. So there's no... There's no uh, skin in the game, really. Just it's a, a paycheck. It's a fun event with with a purse that you know, prize yeah. purse, and all of the games level athletes are a lot of the games athletes are there, so you get to see your favorite athletes having the time of their yeah, lives with not fitness. Taking it too they're serious. not taking it seriously because it's not you know it's not a, a games ticket, um, and so what eventually they ended up doing was making this a, a, a sanctioned event where if you placed first at one of these events that that punched your card to the games and you could go to the crossfit games and things got with, serious and things got serious and it was less fun i don't know i never went when it was a sanctioned event you did you went with gord so interestingly enough i mean even when we used to go like we didn't watch a lot of the elites um, we watched a bit of it here and there. Yeah, but that, like the like, last workout, like you know, under the lights, the last. At the end of the day, that's show. the only thing yeah. going on. That's just where everybody ends up culminating on, like the elite, the elite individuals predominantly mm -hmm. going to doing the the final of the day. But like for the rest of the day, I mean, you would see the athletes all around, which was cool. 
but you didn't like we weren't necessarily watching them compete we kind of to be honest with you we mostly liked watching the adaptive athletes mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time following the adaptive athletes around watching that stuff um because that was always just like i mean mind-boggling to watch these guys with, mm-hmm. you know missing limbs or like in do you wheelchairs. remember the one guy that would change his feet yeah he had the springy feet for doing box jumps and then he had like regular feet so to speak to do Assault biking and, and then rope and so and so mid-workout changed his Sits prosthetic feet like took his running shoe feet off and put his spring feet on for box jumps like yeah. okay stop complaining yeah. about your workout yeah. and change your feet yeah mid-workout like oh it's going to take too long okay well you have to take your legs off and put your other legs back on like people complain about having to do a lift in mid-workout you're like oh you have to change your shoes do you (laughs) this guy's changed his whole legs (laughs) i mean i don't know maybe it's faster maybe because he doesn't have to tie his shoes up it was just it's something to see like just so such an incredible um and they had different divisions even inside of that so they had seated athletes and standing athletes they had watching a guy do a rope climb with a freaking Kevin Ogar with a wheelchair mm-hmm. sitting in a wheelchair and actually doing like talk about legless mm-hmm. but yeah I mean when I, so I went the once after when it was a sanction well we went once as a sanction didn't Mm-mm. we no. no I went the once with Gord and it was the atmosphere was pretty much the same I don't think there was you didn't kind of see the athletes like the, the elite level athletes walking through the crowd quite like you did but I don't know if that was because it was a sanctioned event or because it was just way bigger mm. like I don't know if the management was better where they had like because there was always they, they kind of had a back way in to get from the hotel over there and stuff it was a little gated up a little bit different so it was just such a yeah. party and such a fun event and I'm it looking forward to that like Miami vibe yeah. and we'll find somebody to watch the boys and hopefully that'll kind of coincide with Ruby's drying off time that, and you know, she, we're Miami in February, January or February is not a hard sell for a Canadian. No, I think it's January 11th to is 14th. It, uh, or that's something earlier. Like that. It yeah. was usually like late. I think it was always in that like last bit of January. I think the one time it spilled over into February and then they moved it to May one time. I'm like, who's going <laughs> to go to Miami in May? I mean, probably a lot of people, not us, but if you're from the South, it doesn't much matter. It's just like, oh, we're just going to Miami. Yeah. For the Canadians, it's like, why are we going there in May? I'm just, I'm so excited to to go back to Miami and and go back to that event and and have a pony in the race. Yeah. It'll be fun. I mean, the one time we went, Yaja was competing. So we did get to see Yaja. And I think Nikki competed that, that year too. Yeah. And we knew some other people competing, like, uh, I mean, we sat with the, the other Canadians when uh, Lucas Parker was there. So we yeah. kind of like, we high-fived so him. Fun. We were chatting with his coach and stuff like that. Such a great time. It was the so Canadians great. always find themselves, find, yeah. each, find each other. The Canadian delegation. So um, moving on with our gyms programming, we've we've made the switch to Mayhem programming, which is Rich Froning's gym. And this week we are wrapping up a strength cycle with a test week. And then we're actually going to do back-to-back strength cycles. So we're, or sorry, back-to-back test weeks. So we're testing, we're capping off the previous strength cycle with some testing. So we're going to test front squat, weighted chin-ups, bench press, high box jumps, deadlifts, and handstand push-ups. So those are the six movements that we're testing. <laughs> they're, and they're coupled together and supersetted. And then... We're actually going to jump into the next cycles test week right away. So change the lift, new test. Yeah. So 
testing the start of this next strength cycle and we're going to be testing the olympic lifts so we're going to be testing snatch clean and jerk and then a three rep max um strict press shoulder press so two test weeks back to back and then what how that will end up falling into the gym's lineup is um the week that we are away will f- be a, de- a deload week so it'll fall and the gym is closed gym is closed no classes deload and then when we get back we'll just jump right into the programming and and be on that first week of of the new strength cycle on track with mayhem so we'll just pick right up so we're actually going to be we're going to be a week ahead of mayhem for the test for for the the new test for the new test week yeah so there um i emailed them today um christy is the the girl's name who takes care of all that stuff and she's going to have a rough draft of the programming to me on friday so that we can pop that into sugar wad and we can be a week ahead of them so we'll be testing next week as well so fun fun stuff fun times in the gym looking forward to it. everybody really likes the mayhem programming it's good it's been a lot but i don't know i think people are are digging it i appreciate pushing a little more intensity because i mean we said this for the first two years at the gym now granted it was during covid and whatnot we noticed that especially starting with a group that hasn't had a lot of crossfit experience previous not a lot of our members have had have come from other gyms they're new to crossfit when they come to us um that the intensity portion is one thing that's hard to show people Mm -hmm. and it was one thing that we saw like people aren't people could be using a little more intensity yeah and the the time goals and the time caps have been really helpful so it's like you know today's workout for example was a, a goal time of 20 to 22 minutes but I'm going to cap you at 25. And I think if you know that eventually the clock is going to save you, maybe you push a little harder. Yeah. And we're seeing that. We're seeing that happen. So good. that's been good. So Bobo's birthday is coming up <gasps> on Thursday. Our little boys too. It seems like it's flown by. I, it's so weird when I think back. It's both like stood still and flown by. Like, days go slow and the years go fast. It's like when I so Yaja and Nikki just celebrated their anniversary. Like, does their wedding feel like it was a year ago? It feels like longer than a year, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, my memory is so like my timeline is just so warped. I think it's like the lack of sleep and the constant survival mode. Like, there's just not room in my brain for those memories. Like, for things to like to stick. Right. Like, sleep's been real bad lately terrible like both boys take turns waking up three the four night five and times a night coming into our bed and i woke up this morning and i was well when my alarm went off i was still kind of laying around and i'm like that snoring doesn't sound like sherry's <laughs> i don't snore <laughs> i do snore <laughs> i also drool and talk in my sleep and walk in your sleep sometimes oh i ran into the door the other night <sighs> like fully like walked right into the bedroom door Good thing I didn't uh, get a black eye because no one would have believed me if I said that I walked yeah. into a door. Hudson was uh, on your side of the bed, 90 degrees to me, like yeah. completely laying sideways. Good thing we have a big bed. And you, I'm like, well, I guess sure's in with Bo. And I do, like, like you you were telling me, and I was like, I, I do remember, like, thinking about it. I'm like, I remember him screaming, and I remember you got up. So just right around midnight, Hudson came into our room because he couldn't sleep because he has an ingrown toenail. And he was kind of stressed out about his ingrown toenail. So I 
put some stuff on it, put a bandaid on it, give him a drink of water, kind of got settled in and tucked back into bed. And then Bo started crying. And Hudson had the audacity to say, I just can't sleep when Bo is screaming like that. Like, tell me about it. Sure. Why don't you go in there and snuggle with him for a while then? Oh, you know, man. Maybe that's the solution. Put them in the same room. I don't think that's a solution to anything. <laughs> I, don't, I think that's cracking open the next level of our problems if we put those two in the same room. <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up going into Bo's room and laying down with him and left you with the four-year-old. And, and then went. we switched. Then, like, Bo was still in bed and I woke up around six didn't have didn't have any idea what time it was so i kind of wandered out of Bo's room thinking that i had to go milk the cow and looked at my at the clock and it was only six so i tucked back in with hudson and laid with him for a little bit longer until Bo woke up so yeah it's musical beds Ugh. like we're all all over the place no one's getting rest like when does this get better anybody that has boys that i've talked to says that it doesn't like, well, when they turn into teenagers and all they do is sleep. Wait, but here's, like, when they're a little, like, <clears throat> they just need to be old enough. To pour themselves a bowl of cereal? To go downstairs and get a little snack. and Watch not, a little show. And not jump off <laughs> to their, like, not, not jump to their own peril, like. Well, and we've had to start locking the back door because um, Bo just goes outside. outside. Gator ride? Gator? Gator ride? Gator? Outside? So, yeah. yeah, that boy loves being outside. He was pushing his dump truck around the yard at six o'clock in the morning the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. If anybody wants to come and and help us. <laughs> any any insomniacs out there that aren't sleeping anyways? <laughs> Please help. <laughs> I'm tired. Well, it's getting well, late. Anything even though I'm there? tired, apparently I still look 29, so I can't be doing that bad. Nope. So. It's all the tallow I rub on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went to BJ's yeah. last week and uh, when I was buying steaks for us. Is that a tick? Is, oh, no, it's a fly. No, it's just a fly. Um, when I was buying steaks for us, I was kind of, you know, ordering ones that they have coming up that I was kind of excited about. They've got some local beef in and um, they're going to be butchering it in the next couple of weeks. And so I ordered some special cuts for us to take up one to the cottage when we go up for a vacation. And I spotted a bin of beef fat and I was like I'll take some of that beef fat off your hands if you don't mind and he's like not a chance he's like that's Wagyu and you can buy it it's right over yeah, there they, have, they sell it in liter tubs of well so this was like maybe 250 grams like a small yeah. tub for 15 bucks and yeah. I was like I've bought that before the Wagyu tallow oh, what'd yeah. you use it for cooking eggs and stuff really Oh, yeah. Mm. I was using it as the fat in the kitchen for a little while. I'm going to smear it on my face. <laughs> really? <laughs> like so supple. <laughs> What's this episode going to be called? Supple. <laughs> smear it on my face. <laughs> Trim my garden and smear, smear it, it on, on my face. face. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> Anything else on your list there or are we no. calling it a night? That's it. <laughs> Let's go get some sleep. 